0: Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Today is the 174th episode of Be With Me, Seven Minutes of Biblical Wonder. And most of these uh, podcasts are independent. That is, you can just start wherever and uh, a lesson doesn't rest on any other one particularly. Today is a little bit of an exception to that. We are in Matthew chapter 17, And we're studying the so-called temple tax, which I'm going to make an argument for here in just a second, that there is no such thing. And it's more of a different kind of a tax. And this goes back to uh, a principle that we talked about yesterday. So if you have seven or minutes of wonder, I would recommend listening to yesterday's because I think it will build upon this. Let me just summarize. Uh, There was a tax... Uh, per person. Uh, rich didn't give more. Poor didn't give less. It was related to a census. Every person gave a ransom for his life every single year. And the reason they did it was because of uh, they didn't want a plague to come, a plague of judgment and likely of death. And uh, they basically gave money every year so that uh, the wrath of God would be Uh, held off because of sin and judgment and this was a tax that was for anybody that was 20 years old and uh, older and then they had this collection of money and they said well what should we do with the money I got an idea let's actually this is from the Lord's Lord the Lord's idea give it for the service of the temple but primarily in my opinion it is an atonement tax not a, a temple tax Here's how I'll make that argument. So I think it's more appropriate to call this not a temple tax. In fact, I crossed it in my uh, Bible. It's t- uh, The title of this section in Matthew chapter 18, where we are, is, quote unquote, the temple tax. I crossed that out in my Bible. And I wrote, this is much more of a atonement for life tax or a plague tax or a plague of judgment tax or a life tax or a redeeming tax or a ransom tax. That's probably one of the best things. Um, and other characteristics is, is for anybody that's 20 years old and older, and it's temporary. In other, in other words, in 364 days, you got to come back and do this again. So how do I know that it's primarily an atonement tax? Well, if you didn't do this, if this wasn't a ransom kind of a tax, and the plague came, And the lord took all the jews off the planet then there would be no need for a temple there would be no need for temple service there would be no need for temple intercession there would be no need for temple worship so to call it primarily a temple tax i think is inaccurate because primarily it's this ransom uh tax all right so the the Argument I want to make today, besides that, is who pays the tax? So this is from Matthew chapter 17. When they came to to Capernaum, the collectors of the two drachma tax went up to Peter and says, does your teacher not pay the tax? This tax has been around for 1,300 years. And he said, yes. And when he came into the house in Capernaum, this might actually be Peter's house in Capernaum, Jesus spoke to him first, saying, What do you think, Simon? From whom do the kings of the earth take toll or tax, from their sons or from others? And when he said this, and when he said, uh, his answer is, from others, Jesus said to him, Then the sons are free. So Jesus is using a secular example here, and he's talking about a kingship and the king's sons. Now taxes are paid from a king or to a king? No, they're paid to a king. And sons, do they pay the tax? No, they're royals and they're gonna, they are the people that the tax goes to, not the tax goes from. They're family, they're the, so think about to and from. The sons and the king, the tax goes to, the proletariat and the people, the tax goes from. So, The tax collector comes around and says, hey, we want to collect this so-called temple tax, the redemption tax, and should I get this from Peter? Does Peter need to pay this tax? Is he a sinner? Is he under judgment? Is he supposed to avoid a plague? Absolutely, Peter needs to pay the tax. So what about Jesus now? Jesus is going to make the claim here that he is a royal, that he's the king that he's not that it's inappropriate for me for him to pay the tax from him he's he says hey i'm the one you're supposed to be paying the tax to tax is owed to me it's not paid from me in other words what jesus is saying here is that he is god don't you ever tell me that jesus never claimed to be god this passage and many others is jesus saying look i'm the guy that you're supposed to be paying taxes to so listen how he says this Jesus spoke to him and says, What do you think, Simon? From whom did the kings of the earth take toll or tax, from their sons or from others? And when he said from others, Jesus said to him, Ha! Then the sons are free. So Jesus says, I don't owe this tax. But then, interesting, verse 27 concludes nicely, However, not to give offense to them, go to the sea, cast a hook, take a The first fish that comes up, now apparently uh, it was unusual for them to be hook fishing. They did net fishing at that time. So this was a very specific fish. Uh, And when you open its mouth, you will find a shekel. Take that and give it to them for me and for yourself. Just. Of interest, Uh, this is one of one of the few times I think Jesus actually tried not to give offense. And one of the fun things about reading the New Testament is to find out how often uh, Jesus uh, specifically does not avoid uh, being offensive. All right, so this passage is a passage that's not about a temple tax. This is about an atonement tax. It's about a ransom tax. And Jesus says, hey, this is a tax that's owed to me, not from me, but uh, not to give offense today. I'm going to pay this tax for me and for you, uh, Peter. So the Old Testament gives light to the New Testament. Isn't that cool? And uh, some things that the Old Testament is doing here is it's showing that God is a provider of a way. It's showing his mercy. It's showing uh, in an awkward way in the Old Testament and in a perfect way, to follow here shortly in the New Testament that a ransom is going to be available. There's going to be an exchange given for a life that's owed and a life that's given, but a substitute is going to be accepted. So isn't it cool how the Old Testament points to something that we desperately needs and the Lord provides it? Praise him. Amen.